Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called Magical Mischief, an adaptation of a traditional Romani folktale written for you by Daniel Hines. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Zach, Heidi, Jane, and Lewis and their family from Marshall, North Carolina, Noah and his family in Abuja, Nigeria, Emily and her family from Italy, Max and Leo and their family from Sydney, Australia, Sam and the rest of the Giacobi family from Evanston, Illinois, and Nora and her family from Madison, Wisconsin. Thank you so much, Nora, Sam, Leo, Max, Emily, Noah, Lewis, Jane, Heidi, and Zach. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or just tell a friend about us. If you would like to receive a thank you in a future episode, head over to patreon.com stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. The wait right now to hear your name is only about one month. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Magical Mischief Once upon a time, two friends were sitting together by a cook fire, watching the road that led to the market. It was a busy road, full of merchants and pilgrims and wanderers, buskers and bruisers and soldiers. Really, it had all sorts of folk, both proper and not, and the two friends greeted them all the time. Hello! Hello! They would call to anyone who happened by. What's the news from your end of the road? And they'd get an all clear or a muddy and slow or even sometimes a, mind your own business. It didn't really matter what people said. They'd laugh all the same. Their names were Tilly and Dives, and they found a reason to laugh about most things. They were wanderers themselves, and you couldn't be a wanderer without a good sense of humor. Sleeping in the rain and working hot jobs for cold meals would make a person go crazy if they couldn't chuckle about it. There was one thing they were serious about, though, and that was animals. From the smallest squirrel to the heftiest horse, Tilly and Dives had a gentle touch and a healing hand. They were the kind of folk that animals just seemed to naturally love. Wild birds would eat from their hands, and wild stallions would let them ride saddleless. So, that day, when they saw Mr. Ivan and his poor old pony, they knew they had to do something. Hey, Tilly, Dive said, turning to his friend. Look at that poor baby over there. He pointed, and Tilly followed his gesture. Creeping up the road was a cart with a painted side that read, Mr. Ivan's Quality Potatoes. Riding on top was an old man brandishing a whip. Pulling the wagon along was the sorriest pony the friends had ever seen. It had been lashed all over, and its chestnut hair was marked with cuts. It was so thin its bones stood out under the skin, and still it pulled the wagon along, shaky step after shaky step. On its rump was an angry red brand in the shape of the letter I. What a poor pony, Tilly said. If he keeps on that way, that little thing is going to collapse. 
The wagon rumbled by. Tilly glared at the old man darkly, but he didn't spare her a glance. Dives turned away, drawing the hood of his cloak over his face. Hey! Tilly called, unable to help herself. Go easier on that poor pony, friend. You're likely to work it to death. Old Mr. Ivan turned and spat off the wagon. He eyed Tilly and then snorted. I'm an honest merchant. You're some rabble wanderer. Why don't you mind your own business before I give you a taste as well? He held up the whip, menacing. Tilly, no coward, started to argue again, but Dives put a quieting hand on her shoulder. Let him go, he whispered. Tilly bit her lip, swallowing her next barb. That's right, Mr. Ivan said. Mind your betters. Let's go, you brute, he finished, whipping the pony again. The two friends watched him roll by. When he was out of sight, Dives dropped his hood and Tilly turned to him. What was that about? She said. You might have had my back there. He's going to kill that poor pony. No, he won't, said Dives with a smile. I have a plan. What? Don't tell me you want to rescue the pony now after all that. I want to rescue the pony now. Tilly threw up her hands. Well, so do I, but you just hid your face and let him pass. She shook her head, punching his arm playfully. Go on then, you mysterious lug. What's the plan? I'm gonna free that poor abused pony. And how will you do that without getting yourself whipped to shreds? Not only can I do it, I can make it so he won't come looking for it after, and in the end, he'll apologize to me. Tilly started to crack up laughing and then saw her friend's face was still a mask of determination. You can't be serious! I am. Now listen close. I'll need your help for this. He told her the plan, and that night they found where old Mr. Ivan made his camp. He was in one of the peaceful little clearings used every day by merchant travelers. Luckily, he was alone. Silent as spiders, they crept from the road to the wagon. The pony was nervous at first, but Tilly calmed it quickly, and it was soon nuzzling her hands as she unhooked it from the wagon. The pony is free, she whispered. Are you sure about this next part? Yes, Dives hissed back, stripping off his clothes. This is the most important part. If you say so, Tilly said. She took Dives' clothes with her and led the pony back to the road. Dives took the pony's harness, crawled into it, and then went to sleep, naked on the ground. He was awakened early the next morning, just as he'd planned. Mr. Ivan stepped out of the wagon and started hollering straight away. What in the world? Why are you lying there, naked boy? Where's my pony? Where are your clothes? Where's... what... Why? Dive sat up slowly, rubbing his eyes and then looking at his hands with wonder. Here we go, he thought. It's showtime. Finally, he said, leaping to his feet. Finally, my curse has been broken. What a wonder, what a miracle. What? 
Mr. Ivan said. Dives placed a friendly hand on his shoulder, giving him his most winning smile. It's me, your pony, he said, employing all his powers of persuasion. A witch cursed me. Whenever I commit a crime, I turn into a pony for a year and a day. I've been trapped all this time. Trapped as a pony. Do you know what it's like to eat nothing but oats day in and day out? I'm so sick of oats, I could neigh. I mean, you know, scream. Mr. Ivan blinked rapidly, started to speak, stopped, blinked some more, then managed a weak voice. That, that can't be true. It can be true, and it is true. Just look at this. Dives turned and quickly showed Mr. Ivan the large, letter-I-shaped brand on his backside. In reality, it was just some red makeup. It had been Tilly's idea to fake the brand, the genius, and it looked convincing enough at a glance. Thankfully, a glance was all Mr. Ivan cared to give a stranger's bottom. See your brand? Believe me now? The old man sank to his knees, face pale and shaken. Foul sorcery, he said. I'm sorry, the brand, the whipping, I didn't know. Can you forgive me? I didn't know. Dives helped him to his feet and patted him amicably on the shoulder. You didn't know, he said with a heavy sigh. I guess you could say it's my own fault for getting cursed and committing a crime, but I do wish you'd have gone a little easier on my poor back. I feel terrible, said Mr. Ivan, wringing his hands. Let me, let me at least see you dressed, and I, I think I have a good pair of shoes that may fit you. Wait right there. He climbed into his wagon and came out with a tunic and some old leather boots. Dives thanked him and got dressed, trying his best to not laugh out loud the entire time. I'll have to get a new horse up at the old Romy Ranch, the old man mused. Would you like to walk with me? Dives nearly froze, but managed to play it off. The ranch was the last place he wanted to go. That's where Tilly had taken the real pony. Oh, no thanks, he said. I should be getting back to my human life. While he laced the boots, Mr. Ivan rummaged around his goods and came back with a cloth sack of food. Back to your life, of course, of course. It's not much, but here's some food for you, for the road. Mighty kind of you, sir, mighty kind. I'm so sorry again for the way that I've treated you. If I'd known you were a human, well, I'd never do that to a person. If you wouldn't do it to a person, why is it okay to do it to an animal? You're right, I'm sorry. Can you please forgive me? Well, it wasn't exactly a circus of tickles, but that's in the past now, Dive said. Just promise that you'll be easier on your ponies in the future. I'll be having nightmares about that whip for years. Of course, of course. I'll never whip another pony, cursed or not. I just hate all this magical mischief. Then all's forgiven, friend. The pair shook hands and started on their way. Dives turned to the south, where Tilly had agreed to wait for him. Mr. Ivan turned towards the ranch and started the long and lonely walk. Well, I see you escaped with your skin decidedly unwhipped, you rascal! 
Tilly said when Dives joined her in town. Did you get the apology, too? As a matter of fact, I did, and these new boots to boot. He waggled a foot. You get the pony to the Romy Ranch, okay? I did. They said they'll take good care of him. I hope they do. Mr. Ivan said he was heading that way for a new pony. <gasps> oh, no! Tilly gasped. What if he sees his pony there? Dive shook his head and smiled. Sometimes, Tilly, you just gotta trust the universe, you know? Mr. Ivan got to the Romy Ranch a few days later. When he looked at the ponies, he saw a familiar brand on one of their rumps. Is that... Oh, that's my pony again. The pony trotted over, still fearing the whip if he didn't. Oh, no, don't you come to me, Mr. Ivan said. You've only been free for a few days and already you've committed another crime. Look at you, cursed again. No, no, you're on your own this time. With that, Mr. Ivan stormed off the ranch empty-handed, and the little pony led a long and peaceful life. The End Today's story, Magical Mischief, was an adaptation of a traditional Romani folktale written for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, make a monthly donation at patreon.com stories, or simply tell your friends about us. Thanks for listening!